The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody. We're back. UFC Vegas 19 is in the books and ended emphatically with Derek Lewis' ferocious, ultra-violent knockout of Curtis Blades just under 90 seconds in round number two. The man is unbelievable. Put some respect on the Black Beast name, everybody. What a performance that was. Hope you guys enjoyed the card. We had... 12 fights and eight finishes. So there you go. It's a, it's a heck of an event. And you guys are all here watching right now. We appreciate that very much. And we want you guys to sort of dictate what we talk about. So leave your questions, your comments, your thoughts on the card in the chat. And we'll get to them in a moment. I am Mike Heck being joined by the whole crew here. We got Jose Youngs live in Phoenix, Arizona. We got Alex Kaylee, the Prince of Positivity in the Great White North. And then we have <laughs> producer extraordinaire on the ones and twos, E. Casey Lydon, who correctly predicted that Derek Lewis H down, would knock H out down. Curtis Blades. H Do you down. feel did he, get, Casey, did he, get the, he said Casey, fourth round. He said fourth round. I said fourth round. But still, he, he did predict it. So, so Casey, do you spell vindication C A S E Y? E K C. That was a hell of a pick, man. Big time underdog. I think he closed at a plus three fifty when it was all said and done. So if you uh, you laid that money on the dog, you're uh, you're swimming in in dollar dollar bills, y'all. Hey, so congratulations hey, hey, to Derek Close. As much as I want to go, yay! I did great. I did pick Olenek too. So <laughs> can't win them all. I won the main. I won the main. Yeah. <laughs> I did pick that one. I think it was the only one to pick Chris Dawkins and. Uh, and he did the damn thing. So, uh, Jose, we'll begin with you. Your thoughts on the main event, what we saw from the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, tonight. 
Uh, it, it started off as how, as I said, as I, as I predicted, like Curtis Blades would uh, just be the superior fighter. And I, I think I predicted like a fourth round stoppage. I can't remember if I said submission or TKO or whatever, but uh, I thought Curtis Blades looked great until he ran into Derek Lewis's fist, which is just the trend of Derek Lewis's uh, fights, like the, the Volkov fight. Uh, the, the Roy Nelson fight, the Latifi fight. Like, it just seems like his opponent's always getting the better of him. And then Derek Lewis just kind of connects with these flurries. And either it's at the very end of the round because the only way to beat Derek Lewis round and round is basically hold him on the canvas. And then he comes at you with, and you can't, he's so difficult to hold down. You spend like four and a half minutes holding him down. And then he gets up and just hits you as hard as a human being has ever hit a human being for 30 seconds and wins the round. Or he detaches you from your senses so that happened tonight uh curtis blake looked great and then Derek lewis punched him and then his night ended wild man ak pretty much the trend i kept seeing on twitter was wow curtis blades won that first round handily and he didn't use his wrestling at all you think he got maybe uh a little too confident in the stand-up game after that first round or you know i mean he tried for a takedown he didn't get it landing those leg kicks they were working to perfection what did you think of uh, Blades' performance early and how it sort of transcended into that second round? Man, uh, did you guys see that? I was just watching, just watching the UFC. Derek Lewis just knocked this guy out. It was crazy. Were you guys watching that? Holy shit. You guys, you guys check. This UFC stuff is wild. This Derek Lewis guy's crazy. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm still reeling from it. Was literally like how far? How removed are we from that KO? It was like maybe, maybe eight minutes, ten minutes, maybe. Holy, and, and you know, and it was funny. It's like I, I I'm joking, kind of like how it's not surprising at all. Like you think we'd be used to this one out? This was his 12th UFC knockout. He is now tied for the record uh, with Vitor Belfort for the most knockouts in UFC history. So not surprising at all. And it's funny, like you mentioned a lot, sort of the the comments that are floating on social media, and I was checking our own. Uh, results page in MMA fighting and the worst was like man Blake looks great and what's up with Lewis like ah Lewis Lewis looks a little off and, my, and I'm like have people never seen a Lewis fight this is it was <laughs> it's it would not be a Lewis fight if he did not kind of give up like that first round and kind of make it look make his opponent look a little you know maybe more on top of things than they actually are he's like a great pro wrestler you know he's, he's he's getting the other guy letting the other guy get some offense kind of putting him over a bit and then the big kibosh happens. I mean, that was just that was just amazing. I, I don't know, Mike. I don't know if um, if I can uh, blame Blades' tactics. Uh, uh, you know, he's talked a lot about just wanting to rely on his wrestling. He doesn't care if he'll criticize his wrestling. But I think there's a part of him too as a fighter that wants to show other aspects of his game. And he looked good on the feet. He looked good. It's just maybe this was the wrong guy to kind of make to you know play around a bit. Because uh, uh, yeah, he got look. He got caught in that shot. It, it was maybe telegraphed a little bit too much and. And that happens. So I don't know if I want to criticize his game plan, but definitely standing with Derek Lewis for that long is always a, you know, not a great idea. Casey, you're you're a Houston guy, so you have that that those Houston vibes to you. Maybe it's just in the water, but can you remember a time where Derek Lewis actually said after a win, "I felt great in there. Like I woke up and I felt like I could beat the world." Yet again tonight, he was just like, "Yeah, didn't feel that great. I felt off in there." Happy I got the win, but I didn't feel that great. I was looking for that one punch, and that was it. Like, what is going to happen when Derek Lewis actually, like, wakes up and feels like he can beat the world when he steps into the octagon? Well, that ain't Derek Lewis. I mean, that, that just ain't <laughs> him, man. Like, um, oh, man. Dude, can, real quick, Derek Lewis, guaranteed first ballot future UFC Hall of Famer. 
That just that just to me that just kind of blows my. I don't, I don't care. He might he might never fight for uh, well, he might never fight for another um, heavyweight title, but yeah, it's just like it's unreal. Like um, he he doesn't he breaks all the norms and it works for him. Um, but you were saying about about, about uh, AK, you were talking about uh, um, Curtis Blades. You know, maybe he got too confident in stand up, but he lost going back to what he was known for his wrestling. And I think if I think if uh, Curtis Blades would just kind of stay on the outside, throw a bunch of leg kicks, and kept jabbing Derek Lewis, I actually think he he could have won this fight. I don't know how long that would have lasted for. I don't know how long Derek Lewis would have just kind of slept walk his way through that through that fight. But once once um once uh Curtis Blades shot in, Derek Lewis Derek Lewis was like, oh, I trained this. I know this one. You know. So I think I think from the outside. Um, from boxing range and kickboxing range, I thought I thought Derek, uh, sorry, Curtis Blades was doing actually good, and he won the first round basically with better stand up. And um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think Curtis actually just kind of got nervous, and he just he shot in when he didn't need to, and that's all that's all um, Derek Lewis needs. It's it's, it's it, that 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 power Derek Lewis can generate in such a small amount of space is just I don't know that doesn't make sense. It's great though. Crazy wild man. Let me uh, uh, let me ask you, Jose. AK, you and I will have our answer tomorrow, but I know we're going to get a, a slew of questions about this. We might as well knock this out right now. What do we do with Derek Lewis, Jose? Because it seems like at the uh, at the beginning of things of, of fight week when he's doing the media day scrums, Alistair Overeem was at the top of his list. Overeem's coming off a loss, but still, there's some value to to that fight. So, do do you think Overeem might be next, or are we shooting a little bit higher at this point? Because he's in kind of the same position Blades is in heading in. Like he's not getting a title shot coming off of this win. Uh, if they make the Overeem fight, I wouldn't blame them, uh, especially because the guy that Overeem just lost to, like Derek Lewis, is already knocked and knocked out pretty violently in a similar fashion. Like he was losing until he just punched the man in the jaw. Um, I would probably wait for the Jairzinho Cyril Gon fight to go down, and I maybe give him the winner of that if he doesn't get Alistair Overeem, because again. Derek Lewis has asked for Alistair Overeem. Alistair Overeem has asked for Derek Lewis. So if the if the beef is there and they want two guys that are known and proven to be main event caliber fighters, then why not? That could be another fight. But if they don't want Alistair Overeem to knock off a contender, I get that too. Alistair Overeem is probably not going to fight Curtis Blade. So maybe you want to wait for him. For the loser of Jairzinho and Cyril Gon, maybe rematch Junior Dos Santos. Down, uh, who knows with that? But if, if it was up to me, Jose Youngs, I would probably wait for the winner of Jairzinho and Cyril Gon just because it's a fresh matchup two guys coming off uh the win it was be two guys coming off wins and i think if Derek lewis the winner of that fight between lewis and jairzinho and gone fight then you, it just makes sense that the next one would be in line for a title shot unless john jones of course wants to skip the queue which i i wouldn't blame the ufc yep and that seems to be the plan at this point casey do you agree with jose given the Maybe the winner of Jairzinho versus Ciro Gan. Do you do Overeem? What do you do with Derek Lewis? Because I don't think there's a wrong answer here. John Jones. I don't. John Jones. I want to see Derek Lewis. John Jones. That's all I want to see. <laughs> I don't. The, the Overeem fight. I like. I don't. I don't. I don't. He's gonna kill Overeem. I'm sorry. He will, Derek Lewis will put a crushing on Overeem. And I don't. Like, the Overeem that showed up the other night against Volkov. I, we're not gonna get a better version of that Overeem coming to fight Derek Lewis. He's just going to be older and more battle-worn. Um, uh, I mean, I don't think Derek Lewis needs that fight other than a paycheck to fight uh, Overeem. Um, I really I, re- I really hope John Jones wants to get his feet wet in the heavyweight division. 
before he fights for the title. And I think to do it, I think Derek Lewis is the perfect opponent. Uh, just, I, 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 I know we're not going to see because John Jones here. He's only going to fight for the title, but that's the fight I want to see. Derek Lewis had a, uh, a much different interview with ESPN Plus. Uh, said he wants Overeem next. Wasn't really to, willing to throw that name out to Michael Bisbing. Said he wanted Stipe, but he was given sort of like three options, and he took he took the Stipe option. He wants to fight them wrestlers, as he liked to say. So big win for Derek Lewis. Scary, scary knockout for Curtis Blades. Glad he was on his feet. Obviously was uh, was out of it. So I'm glad that he's up and seems to be in at least as good a spirits as you can be. Big win for Yana Kuditskaya in the co-main event. Thought the judges got that right. Eric Cologne, I don't know what freaking fight he was watching, but uh, there you go. Go look at the, the scorecards for that fight. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Derek Minner, great win over Charles Rosa. Chris Dawkins knocks out Alexi Olenek in the first round. Phil Haas grinds his way to a majority decision win over Nasser Dean. Imovov, and then Tom Aspinall. That was one of like the quickest transitions from takedown to submission you will see in the heavyweight division. It was like a matter of four seconds. He submits Andre Arlovsky and uh, some good wins overall. Jared Gordon gets a win. John Castaneda knocks out Eddie Wineland. That was impressive. Julian Arosa with a flying knee in under a minute to Nate Landwehr. Casey O'Neill, what a debut for her. Eamon Zahabi, holy moly, what a knockout that was. Sergey Spivak does the damn thing in the first fight and Chris Tyone should be ashamed of himself for letting that fight go on as long as it yeah. did so there you go that was uh we're awaiting the bonuses any uh any bonus predictions there real, real, real quick Mike what were you saying about the Kunis guy are you saying Eric Cologne had a weird score is that, is that yes weird? um did you see that for Kunis guy uh, I'm looking at MMA decisions he's he scored it uh Oh, oh, I see. It's I the see. rounds, oh, the rounds. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. I see the rounds. The rounds. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, now I got you. I got you. Sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, the rounds are, okay, that is weird. Okay. A bit weird. He, he picked the right winner. Day. It's just the wrong he way did. to get there. So I guess. <laughs> so he got there was a little confusing. Yeah, he, got there, he got there weird, but all right, all right. Yeah. Mookie Alexander, I think Mookie Alexander from Bloody Elbow put it perfectly. He said, that's like adding five plus three and showing your work, and it's like not the correct way to do math, <laughs> but you still ended up with the correct answer. That's how... That's how that played out. Yeah, someone – Eric Cologne – you know, Yana Kunitskaya was like mounted the whole first round and he gave mm-hmm. the first round mm-hmm. to Kunitskaya and then gave the third round to, to Kalen Vieira. It's just wild. Just Thank wild. It. There's Esther Lynn's elbow. Yes. Just one elbow. Just one elbow. Not all the elbows. Yeah, not all elbows. Elbow. Just one elbow. Okay, <laughs> so we just got the one elbow. Okay. <laughs> touche, okay. touche. Not, not all the elbows tonight. All right, who are we giving bonuses to, Jose? I'm going to go. Oh, Jose, we can't hear you. As I said in the beginning in our pre-fight Q&A, I predicted that there would be no fight of the night, uh, which I'm standing by. So I'd probably do Derek Lewis, obviously, probably Chris Dawkins, probably Tom Aspinall, and probably Zahabi. Those, those, because, well, no. Well, who, who, Rodriguez missed weight, right? So probably Zahabi because that was violent. And then Dawkins, Aspinall, and Derek Lewis were all on the main card, all heavyweight. So yeah, those are my four picks. Was any controversy? You didn't like the Arosa stoppage. I'm in, completely indifferent on the stoppage. I just, I was personally, even if it was a fine stoppage, in case he gave the thumbs up, I would still pick Zahabi. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that was, that was a violent knockout, Casey. What? Why? Why? Why the thumbs down on the stoppage on the Arosa fight? It's just the incredible amount of unevenness we have in stoppages. We saw Sergey's spit, spit back. 
like murder a man for how long do we see the man murdered for a round and a half almost two rounds we saw a man murdered for two rounds and then nate uh nate i say his last name sorry nate land landwehr landwehr yeah landwehr i mean he is in the ufc for high action fights that's how he fights he's gonna get dropped he's mm-hmm. gonna get up and i just think that's like and I, th- I thought it was a, I thought it was, it was a knockdown and it was fine he hit the back of the cage the cage kind of you no know, kind of gave him a weird bounce and I think you just you let you let Erosa finish the fight properly so we don't have those questions and um but uh yeah I mean do I believe Erosa was gonna, was on a, was on his way to win that fight yeah but I think um no late I think it was an early stoppage that's all and the fact that we're even talking about it implies you know, we I mean he jumped up and he immediately was like F this, but we but we saw that there were a couple other standing standing TKOs tonight like Olenek and was there was there another mm-hmm. one? I thought there was another one that like like oh like okay that's a proper stoppage like the Olenek one, perfect stoppage even though he never got buckled or dropped his knees you clearly knew he was out so I just didn't like that stoppage but um what's that yeah. Is that the question? Was I just? I'm, I was just still upset. But stoppage. <laughs> well, the other thing is, the other thing is <laughs> and it, 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 thing, and it uh, wasn't uh, the worst stop. It wasn't the worst stoppage. It was just the worst stoppage of the night. How about that? <laughs> the, the only thing is, though, is uh, it's hard to blame the inconsistency because it's different referees. Casey, the, the, both the late stoppages were Chris Tyone, right? So Mark Smith can't be blamed because Chris Tyone doesn't know what the hell he's doing. All right, I know. That's, <laughs> sorry, I hate to come out. Hate to come out so hot, Chris Tyone, but there was two fights that just. A little too long. I'm not sure what he was looking for, uh, which isn't even which isn't even adding in the Herb Dean, uh, the the standing stop, which was thought could have stopped earlier. So what did you um, call him? So I don't think. What I did you herb. call him? I said herb. Oh. Herb. 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 <laughs> herb. Like I'm like I'm, cr- like I'm crumbling herb. Uh, oh wait a minute! No, I don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, kids. <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, I, I think Mark Smith is is one of the best guys, probably because uh, I mean I know I know ironically we're talking about him now, but I think most of the times at the end of the night we are not bringing up his name, and that's kind of why Mark Smith usually stands out. So I only bring him up in this case for illustrative purposes because uh, yeah, I think Tyone was again was a little bit late in some of those stoppages, which 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 made which you're right made the Arosa one look weird. It's like how did those ones go on? And Arosa takes one knee. Uh, it's kind of unclear how badly hurt he was. There was another angle that showed a little bit kind of how, um, how limp he was. So I think that angle helped things. But again, uh, there was inconsistency throughout the night. That's more of a commission issue, I think. I, I just think, uh, but I, I wouldn't blame Mark Smith for that. I was fine with the with the land were stopped, even though I, I thought I wanted Landwehr to, to win. And I think Mark Smith is a very good ref. That's all. I, I don't <laughs> think I don't I don't think you know he's like, fire that guy. You know, he, I just I just thought it was I I would like to see. I thought Nate Nate um, had earned a. He had earned a proper ass kicking, not just one knee that kind of dropped him. That's all. No, nothing, nothing. I'll forget about it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, what are, uh, what are the peeps talking about as we await the uh, the announcement of the bonuses? I'm oh, yeah, I'm just need questions. Are people asking questions, Casey? I just yeah, need yeah. questions. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Eddie Wine has a better mustache than Casey. Hmm. I mean, that's that's I'm, very true. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. We, we, I had, we had this discussion here watching the fights with Miss um, Elbow. Um, he, he does, he does the, like the, the flippy twisty, you know, like I'm a, these boxers, or I'm a mixologist or, you know, you know, I, I work, you know, I'm a barista. Called the Raleigh, it's called the, it's called the Raleigh, the Raleigh finger. fingers. Yeah. Mine's, I, I'm, I'm going for the, you know, eighties dad, you know, I'm going for the, you know, that's, that's my look. So we, we they're different, they're, di- they're mustaches, but they're different categories. I'm just saying. So we're, yes. we're and we're not, okay. Seahawks fan ninety one. Me and Eddie are not in competition. Like we are, we are mustache brothers. You know, so it's not a competition, bro. I'm just saying. There you go. Was there a question, or were we just talking about no, sorry. The mustache debate? <laughs> <laughs> All right, question. Sorry. Do do. Maybe some thoughts, some comments. Yeah. I um, do have. There is one question we I, we just got on Twitter. If you want to address that, uh, it's from Luke. Uh, at Luke C Z E, he said, "Can you guys please please give your takes on the second round of the Haas Imovov fight? The second round was a clear win by Imovov mm. based on the rules that damage greater than stalling." Ooh, let's talk about. Did that. you guys have an issue with the scoring? I with that, that fight, I scored that fight a draw. Oh, I, 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 I'm very adamant. I think it should have been a draw. I like draw too. I like the first two rounds for Haas, ten eight for Imovov in the third. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm kind of with that as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. If it, it was uh, if it was Derek Lewis fighting Eli Latifi in Houston, then yeah, Phil Hawes loses that fight. Uh, but yeah, I score, personally scored it a draw. Yeah. Do we, we get the first two rounds for Hawes and ten eight um, for Imovov? I think so. It almost has to be a ten eight third for Imovov. But I mean, it was a, I, 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 I like it was a good test for Hawes. I think we said we we said this before the show. Like this was exactly the kind of opponent he should be fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we kind of saw him putting I don't know situations where. I don't know if he got to show his strengths, but I guess the fact that he still got away with a win is a good sign. Again, maybe the judging was questionable, but – and also it showed a lot of his weaknesses. There's a lot a lot of teachable moments in this fight for mm-hmm. Phil Haas. So uh, lucky for him, he got the win. And uh, a, a draw wouldn't have hurt him that badly either. But either way, yeah, very tough fight for him. Imovov is, is a really good fighter. And if he maybe just had that extra gear, he could have put Haas away. But that's a lot of backseat, uh, backseat coaching right here. Yeah, but that's that those ten minutes of grinding and you no, know, and some some good punches he ate from Halls that, which made Imovov I think unable to get to that extra gear he, that he needed to um, get that definitive ten eight or finish in that in that third round. But yeah, you know I was super high and like coming come into this card, I felt there were gonna be two stars. I thought Casey O'Neill would be a star, after, or at least we would go, oh that girl's I want to see her fight. And I thought Phil Halls would have a breakout performance. Phil Halls didn't quite have the breakout performance, but I think like AK said. Um, it, was, it was a fight he needed. He needed 15 hard minutes. He needed, and because he's had that issue, he's looked great at the beginning. Once he gets tired, 
He does not take punches well. And all of his losses, for the most part, I feel he's taken, like, as after the first round, after he gets tired, his hands drop. He takes that beating, and he took that beating tonight, but somehow he was able to weather the storm and get the victory. So um, a good a good experience for Phil Haas. And yeah. too bad it wasn't a draw. I feel bad for Imanov. Imanov. First time for Haas he's ever gone to a decision, win or lose. He never really? had never gone to a decision. Oh, okay. yeah, so this, wow. is big. This, this is big for him, yeah. yeah. Big for him to go the distance. All right. Agreed. Any questions? Have you guys actually been to but Casey O'Neill? Casey O'Neill delivered a performance. Holy yes. Cow. Yeah, that was great. You, you, you caught it, Mike. Um, I think as advertised. She's an animal. She's yeah. an absolute animal. And yeah. had that fight gone to a third round, that same pace that she put on would have continued. Like it wouldn't stop. That's that's how she fights. Did that fight end with kind of kind of TKO ground? There were like 600 fights tonight. Yeah. Sorry, I forget. OK, yeah. Yeah. And that was a good stoppage. I remember. Yeah, I think I liked that. Definitely a good stoppage. Oh, um, before we go to the questions, can we talk about the once in a lifetime, once in a lifetime fight that happened tonight that we've never seen before in the UFC? Oh yes, 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 yes. That, um, <clears throat> so if so <laughs> if, if 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 you're one of those folks who just was like, I'm going to wait for the main card to start. Uh, we had already lost the fight between Jakar Close and Luis Pena, and then Chaz Skelly oh. is in the octagon getting ready to fight Jamal Emmers. First fight for Chas Skelly in quite some time, and Jamal Emmer's music plays, I think, and there's no Jamal Emmer's. It was like it was like SummerSlam when Sensational Sherry's about to <laughs> wrestle Sweet Sapphire, and Sapphire just doesn't make the walk to the ring. And uh, we're wondering what's happening. Brennan Fitzgerald gets on the mic, says that Jamal Emmer's had some serious back spasms, and Joe Martinez makes the announcement. The fight is canceled. He can't make it, and Chas Skelly goes to the back. Now, if you have not watched anywhere Chaz Skelly's press conference afterwards it was amazing he he actually sang Tenacious D's F Her Gently into a live microphone <laughs> with pizzazz it was amazing so kudos to Chaz Skelly he deserves a performance bonus in my eyes based on that song what did I say pre-fight I said who's gonna have the best post-fight interview I said Chaz Skelly dude this guy you win this guy you yeah win. I know I know Evelyn, Evelyn, you can crap on me in the comments, man, but I know MMA. I know who's going to give the best post-fight speech. And it's, and it's from the guy who didn't fight. That's how good I am at predicting these things. <laughs> yeah, and we, and we definitely win. got a more, sub, a more subdued Derek Lewis tonight, which, by the way, I'm glad at. I know I know. Uh, there's a lot of uh, sort of say-the-line say Bart moments with Derek Lewis. You know, we're all like, oh, gosh, I hope he, hope he opens up his – but he's not – Tell me about your balls. Tell me about your balls. Yeah, oh, say <laughs> how you – but he's look is a savvy guy with media and i don't i'm glad i don't want him becoming uh you know a guy who's just a catchphrase he's so much more than that he has a lot of thoughts about things uh he still gives great i thought i still think he gave some really good post-fight quotes you know just didn't, mm -hmm. he just didn't give like a snappy like cartoonish one-liner and that's fine he shouldn't be he's he's not a, he's not a cartoon character he's not there to be trotted out and just say some line uh, at the push of a button every time marches out there so yes chaz kelly did win but props to derrick lewis for just being normal just being derrick real lewis with the second uh, being himself line. which he always is no derrick lewis the second best line i blame you herb dean did you yeah. hear that when he, he got knocked out i blame you herb dean yeah. <laughs> Derek Lewis to ESPN Plus, when he called out Overeem, he said, I want Overeem next. I'm already greased and oiled up for him. So, <laughs> Someone pointed uh, out, by the way, that uh, – oh, someone else pointed out that technically UFC 3 also had a fight that was kind of – guys came out but then uh, the Hoist Gracie and Harold Howard thing and uh, Hoist Gracie's team threw in the 
in the towel just because Hobbes was exhausted and dehydrated. So a very different, I would say a different scenario, but somewhat an example of one guy having already made their way to the octagon. And but that was an official fight, though. That counted as an official L for Hoyce, for Hoyce right? You know what? It was a tournament, so they needed an official winner. Okay. Yes. I, it's funny. Depending which database you look at, though, I don't see it as a loss on Hoyce's record. So oh. technically, no. Yeah, I don't know. Both, For the longest time, I thought it was. The, but, yeah. Both guys are in the were, were in the octagon, though, right? Both guys are out there when they call uh, that Hoist's one, right? guys, they were both at uh, – yeah, He and, and Hoist stepped in to throw in the towel, and that was about it. So different, definitely okay. different. Yeah, a little yeah. different. There you go. But that was wild. Hopefully that one gets rebooked, or at least Chaz gets rebooked soon. I thought – I thought uh, maybe we'd see Chaz Clay versus Luis Pena at that point because Pena oh. called for it. Because Mike, I actually read what? What do I always say? <laughs> Go ahead, say you it again for the you, people who didn't Casey, hear it. you can say it for Casey. No, you can no, say no. It this is this is you, man. No, because I think I've said it enough. <laughs> my as soon as it happens, my Twitter mentions just erupted. So one of y'all can say it for me. <laughs> uh. Fights don't happen until both guys are in the cage. Bingo. It's not a. F- yep. <laughs> that was inappropriate. I believe your tweet. <laughs> I'm looking for your tweet. It was all caps. Yep. Nothing is official until yes. both men are in the octagon. Exclamation <laughs> yeah. point. Oh, I'm waiting for two guys going to octagon, and then one guy, when Buffer points to him, he's going to raise his hand up, and then he's like, oh, my back. <laughs> like, <laughs> So we're wait- or like you know DC is gonna sneeze or something and you know he throws his back out white. You no, know, we we still we still got records to beat. We still got records to beat. We do. That, that was, was wild. wild. Yeah. Uh, Whoa, jinx. Terrence right. Leverett thoughts on Derek Minner versus Bryce Mitchell being next. Uh, yeah. AK yeah. and I will be talking about this tomorrow. Sure. I uh, I will yep. I will say I'm not picking that fight. On on to the next nah. one. Uh, nope. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Mitchell's a little, Mitchell's a little higher. Up. Mitchell's a little. Mitchell's further than that. Yeah. If anything, like Minna versus Feely would be a Minna versus Andre Feely would be a good fight because Feely just lost to Bryce Mitchell. You know, they both had a million fights, and I think Bryce Mitchell is is he's ranked right now. He's like 15 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think he's past that. I agree. Uh, thanks for the question. No, I think there's other featherweights that are like. Whoa. Like Elliot Tapuria like, right now is right Minna there too. versus uh, if he if he stays at featherweight, who did uh, Zubaira, the one that just he just lost. He, I know he didn't make weight, but like he lost to Mina Keem on Fight Island. Like I, I think that's an awesome fight too. Those are two action fighters. I think Zubaira's booked against somebody. Is I forget who it is. I'll have to look that up. Um, I think we have bonuses. I'm trying to find them. Uh, I don't. Whoop, wait a minute. Hold on. Hang tight. Hang tight. Hang tight. Nope, I don't see him, but I guess they are up. No bonus. I guess they're up there somewhere. It's got to be Lewis. I keep saying, I got Dukakis in my head. Jesus. Dukakis. I see that. I see that. Derek Lewis. This is. Chris. This is. Chris. Jose was, Jose was right. Derek um, Lewis. Chris. Chris Dacus. Chris Dacus. Tom, Tom Aspinall. And, and Zahabi. Yeah, I'll go with that. That sounds about right. Yep, you know, you and, and, and that goes to show you that the UFC also thought that Erosa stoppage was – it was unfair to Erosa because since he didn't get the clean stoppage, I think that actually robbed him of $50,000 to be honest. Yeah, like if, if, I would have 
Good. I still would have taken that over over uh, the Dockest stoppage. Hmm. The, and the Dockest the Dockest stoppage was great, but I, I say that like that Dockest no that Dockest stoppage was great. Uh, I, I, I again I thought it was a little late, um, but again yes I, I think in terms of bonuses definitely the EOC will favor uh, late over early. I think almost every yeah, time. That's, so. But I would I, I would have given the bonus. Well, I, did, I think there's a I think there's an aspect of the bonuses that are is completely used for marketing purposes. So if they see something in Dawkins, they're gonna be like, he has five bonuses, but like you know, they yep. want to like Ronda Rousey got a bonus, a fight of the night bonus against Holly Holm. Was that a good fight? Yeah. No. Yeah, that, that like was they a weird, use it yeah. for they Sorry. use it for re, they use bonuses to push their, their narrative. Like it's why they don't give bonuses. Like yeah, like we all like most of the time they get it right to an extent, but like like who is uh who's the who's the Boomhauer cat from Fight Island? The one that knocks his opponent dead. Ike, the Ike, punch. Ike Villanueva. Ike Villanueva. Like, walk-off <laughs> KOs, always good, but he doesn't. Like, they want to but, – but they give it to Umar specifically. Be, and you know why they gave it to Umar. I know the whole narrative is competition, level of competition matters stuff. But, like, Umar was on the prelims, and his last name is Nurmagomedov, and they want his cousin <clears> to come back and fight. That's why Umar Nurmagomedov got it over Ike Villanueva. Wow. Wow, the conspiracy theories! My goodness, it's not a conspiracy. Not conspiracy theories are stupid. This is not a conspiracy, <laughs> which is what every conspiracy theory says. <laughs> this is exactly this is Jayanon Jayanon here with the. Oh my goodness! Here's the here's the secret. The, if you ask for a fight, the UFC will never book it. If you say I want fighter A versus fighter B, the UFC will do fighter C versus fighter L. That is incorrect. what will happen. Incorrect, because we saw in the very it, first of course, night, there's, of course, there are outliers. We had Jared Vendera. I, Jose Young, the reigning between the links champion, specifically, fine, you can say all that you want, but I, he Jose Young, the reigning the links champion, said, I want Mike right. Perry versus Robbie right. Lawler, and I was called a fool <laughs> by one uh, Jordan Mishu, and everyone lambasted Jordan, and that's Jordan exactly Mishu. The they, and that's the fight they booked. So there are, of course, anomalies. Like, one day... Alex Kelly will show up with a proper haircut and he'll button his shirt when he comes on to the, onto the post-fight show. Who's, who's of course, Jordan there are Mishu, things man. that will happen. Who's Jordan? Who's Jordan nine times, who's I, Jordan, I don't know, that Jordan guy that does the the guy that does the morning report who's, who's people, hometown team people, people you, fourth people you work with? Like Mike, Mike, will you spray these guys with yeah, water? You work with? <laughs> no, dog. It's the guy <laughs> whose hometown teams can't win, can't keep fourth quarter uh, leads. Jordan Mishu. Anyway. The, the, wow. that's, if you want to fight, it won't happen. If you think a bonus will happen, nine times out of ten, it won't happen. It's just how the UFC operates. If you want Dana White to do something, tell him it's a terrible idea. That is, those reverse, are the secrets. Reverse psychology. You got to reverse psychology, Dana. I'm just surprised they gave it to Zahabi only because, you know, we all know Dana's relationship with Eric Hawani. You know, Eric Hawani's just claiming he won fifty thousand dollars. You think he thought MAT? It's a little too familiar, just like out of reflex, might have been like, oh, something about, something, something about this guy's rubbing me the wrong I don't way. Like this right? guy. Can we cut him? Can we cut him? <laughs> is that why? Ca- is that why Cassidy didn't get a bonus because he had an aerial tattoo on his chest? Yeah. <laughs> tattoo, <laughs> uh, but like, hey, it's a hobby. I'm back. Uh, uh, I win after a long layoff. Uh, he got thirty percent of his opponent's purse, and he got himself a bonus. So well done for for Eamon. That was a sweet and knockout. That was a ooh, that was a good knockout. That was violent. That was. Like, it was and so violent. Like, it was, when, oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> and it was the last. And 
the cherry on top of Sunday was the last fight of his contract. So there you go. Oh, even better. Good on him. Good on him. Make like that money, son. Perfect time. Is he a normal? He's normally a bantamweight, right? So this fight was at one forty because of a uh, catch weight, right? Because because uh, yeah, Traco missed by four and a half pounds. Draco, okay. Hmm. What? There was a fight that really. Oh, I I don't, I don't want to be negative, but I, I kind of got annoyed that the UFC. And now Bisbing and uh, they never really talked about Jared Gordon missing weight so significantly over his hmm. victory over um, Chavez. And I thought the weight played an advantage. So um, I just Definitely. I wish the uh, announcers would kind of hit that point a little more. But yeah, whatever. Otherwise, you know, good night. I, I don't think they mentioned it much in the in the uh, Viada fight either. It's really it's really they, they, I don't remember them mentioning weight uh, cut issues a lot during the night. I don't think uh, Rafael uh, Alves got mentioned at all. Unfortunately, <laughs> who? Probably better, probably better that way. Uh, John Dagnan, uh, what is next for Curtis Blades? Last time he lost, the UFC gave him lower-ranked fighters like Justin Willis. Should he fight Chris Dacus? Maybe the Zero Gun, Jarzinho Rosenstrike loser. Don't see the Volkov rematch happening. So what do we do with Curtis Blades, Jose, outside of taking a, a long break after getting knocked out like that? Yeah, I don't hate the 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 loser Jairzinho gone. I like like I said, he's already beaten Overeem their teammates now, so that fight's not going to happen. Um, I'm trying to think who off the top of my head who else is a heavyweight like in the top seven range because he already beat Shamil. So who does Augusto Sakai fighting next? Doesn't he just is he fighting Shamil? Is he fighting Shamil? Well, maybe if so. Augusto wins, maybe Walt, Walt Harris. Uh, Spivak, he just got to win. I don't know, one of those guys. But man, the loser, yeah. Jairzinho, gone. I'm fine with also because I just like that fight as a fight. And they would both be top six through seven, six guys. So, yeah, I'm fine with the loser of that. What do you think, Casey? For Blades, um, honestly, it kind of depends on something I don't really know. Do you think the UFC actually – like the brass, do you think they actually like Curtis Blades? Are they basically are they going to try to rebuild him to be a top tier elite middleweight? Or are they going to give him like back of the line? I'm sorry, heavyweight. What did I say, middleweight? They're going to throw him the back of the line. He's going to fight like you know like six, seven more times to even get to a in a, a title challenger. Um, I kind of tend to go. They're going to put him in the back of the line. Um, so I actually think Curtis Blades will fight someone. You know. Uh, hey, Ben Rothwell's not ranked. Yeah, it's only like he's a Rothwell. fighting. Oh no, he's fighting. Ben Roth- Lima. Rothwell's fighting Lima. Yeah, Philippe, Philippe Lima. Philippe. Oh, that's um, right. Lens. 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 Sorry, Felipe Lens. Right. Oh yeah. Justin Taffa. I. I what, about Arlos- what about what about Razor Blades? Um, Razor Blades and Andre Arlovski. Is that is that just cruel? I don't, I don't mind it. No, I don't, don't mind care. it. Doesn't bother me. So I was thinking. Actually, I was that's thinking Andre versus Olenek. Have they fought? No, never. amazingly, they have never. Yeah, they have somehow so not that fought. might be like the oldest combined age ever <laughs> yeah. for a UFC heavyweight fight in a long time. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of <laughs> like that. But, um, but I, but I really think I, I don't. I think Razor Blades is gonna have to. Yeah, they're gonna push him way back. Unfortunately, it's not gonna be like one fight and he's back in contention. I just. I will say I thought the UFC did a good job with some of their Blades video packages. 
uh, or or maybe it was ESPN. I'm not sure who whichever, whichever yeah. side was handling that. I thought they did a really good job. I like that they that they highlighted again sort of his uh, you know that stuff about like the difficulties with the speech impediment and and um, how he kind of dealt with that as he was coming up and sort of some of the some of the choices he had to make dealing with that and then getting into martial arts and I thought that was really cool. I think it was it was a, a little bit different from some of the more kind of conventional packages we see. So k- kudos for that. Uh, I don't know how that reflects upon what the UFC thinks of them. I, I don't think they're they're uh, they dislike him in any way. Um, he might not be one of their favorites. Is he someone I think that they're like eager to like really push to the top? Maybe not. Maybe not. But uh, no, I think they like him. I, th- I, I don't think there's any, any anything against uh, Blades, even considering whatever his wrestling heavy style and his um, kind of how um, stern he is with sticking to it. I, I, I don't think they have any issue with that. Man, did anyone lose more tonight than than uh, Curtis Blades though? Ooh. I mean, I know everyone. I know. I know there were like you no know, twelve losers tonight. Losers. Mm. But I, I really feel like Curtis Blades lost the most. Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. I mean, I'm, or Ka- or Caitlin Vieira. Okay, or Caitlin Vieira. But even yeah, that was tough. I think I think Blades lost more. I mean, Caitlin Vieira wasn't like laid out. I mean, we. I mean, <laughs> I just yeah. Um, I think I think Curtis Blades is a good dude, and nice guy. Um, but in terms of prize fighting, I don't. I just that's another issue. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's yeah. got options. Mar- uh, Marcin Tibor is fighting Blagoy Ivanov. Uh, I believe at UFC 260. So maybe, maybe the winner or loser of that fight. I mean, plus there's like a a slew of up and coming heavyweights as was shown on the broadcast tonight. We got, I mean, Tom Aspinall got guys like Alexander Romanov. We got like some really, yeah, we got some. That's that's the guy I'm thinking of. <laughs> Romanov, Romanov and Blades. If they want Romanov, they want to push Romanov and give him a, a big jump. I like that. I was trying to think of that. I was like, who was that? Yeah. I know there's one like really good wrestler. This Romanov. Yeah, I That's know. a big test. I like it. All right. We answer this question. What else good. we got? Uh, it, should, it should be. Uh, oh, sorry. Is that the last Dr. time? Yes. Is that the last time we saw Alexi Olenek? No. No. no I think he's got one more. I think he's got. I think. I think. I think UFC likes him. I think he's got, he's got a lot more. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he'll fight more. But how many more? How many more times yeah. do you think the UFC will have him around? <laughs> I mean, it depends if he wins. They'll, I mean, well, maybe, they'll, maybe one they'll, more lot. They'll, they'll keep, they'll keep him. One more fight at least. Even then, I think yeah. it would. Yeah, I think they'll keep him around. I like. I hope he's so. got that. The name is value. I mean, look at he look does. what he did for Chris Dawkins. Now he's going to be a top ten, top eleven guy uh, because he got a win like that. So he's got value. They're going to keep putting him up against see, prospects. I would love to see him face uh, Rothwell and. Felipe, whatever, Philippe, whatever his name is, because Rothwell wants to fight Olenek. Rothwell wanted to fight Olenek after the Jacksonville fights, and I loved that fight. For whatever reason, they didn't make it, but again, because no one makes the fights that you want, but yeah. (laughs) Ben Rothwell, uh, Philippe winner versus Olenek, love that fight, because if if Felipe Felipe wins, it's another prospect versus Olenek, and if Rothwell wins, that's just another go-go choke versus Ezekiel choke thing that we could be talking about. Uh, Scott McRae, has the UFC tapped into the proverbial gold mine with UAE Warriors women's flyweights? O'Neal tonight, Manon Fioro had a spectacular debut last month in Abu Dhabi. Um, I mean, the UFC is doing a good job building this division right now. The problem is, and I want to get your take on this, AK, because we do do matchmaking shows. When you have someone like Manon come in and get a win over Victoria Leonardo, and you have Casey O'Neal getting a win over Shauna Dobson, it's kind of tough 
for the what's next, you know, because you don't want to push either of those ladies too fast. And there's not a ton of fighters in this division. So, uh, so, I mean, in terms of like the future, definitely two very promising prospects, but where do you go from here with them? Because you can't just, it's, it's just hard. You can't, it's hard to throw like either of these women in with like a Courtney Casey, even though they're like Courtney Casey's kind of on the snide right now. It's kind of hard to justify a five and zero fighter getting in there and fighting a veteran like Courtney Casey. So uh, what have you made of sort of this build of the women's flyweight division with some of these prospects that they've, they've added on here? I mean, I think it's great. Uh, I, I definitely would hesitate to use the phrase goldmine. Again, I, I, that's one win for O'Neill and, and one win for uh, Firo. So it's, I, I don't know. I, 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 they look great. They look great as ever. As like uh, like uh, Scott saying here, they came from the UAE with, with quite a bit of hype uh, and they delivered. But let's wait to see how they do. I, again, I want to see their second fight. For me, I really think you need, I need three, like at least three UFC fights usually, unless there's a large body of work outside of the UFC, like, like a Yuri Prochka. Uh, you kind of only need that one fight to say this guy is like a top five light heavyweight. He's done so much good work outside of it. Uh, but O'Neill and uh, O'Neill, this was her sixth pro <clears throat> fight. Uh, I think same with Firo. I think it was her sixth pro fight. Uh, so that's a very small sample, guys. And I think both of them, I think O'Neill's only been fighting for two, three years. And I think Firo is the same way or, or might have well, been fighting for longer. Think, but there was, there was like a break in there. I think but what these two ladies, specifically these two women that we're talking about in uh, Firo mm-hmm. and um o'neill is like yeah like their professional record is like pretty new but they have a lot of amateur fights between the mm-hmm. two like that was for O's whole thing like she fought a lot on the imma mmaf is if i the acronym escapes me at the moment but like, yeah yeah no that's, that's, that's right, her that's whole right thing. like she couldn't really get a ton of pro she didn't want to just jump into like the was she French, right? Like she, there was not a lot of French fights for her to take, so she went this route to get the amateur fights under her belt. And uh, Kate O'Neill did the same. Doesn't she have like what? Probably like six or seven. I looked at her record right before this card yeah, started. Like like she had like seven. six or seven amateur fights, and that's when she started zero and two, and then rattled off like six or seven wins, and then turned pro. So uh, I think both of these women, specifically these two women, uh, have a lot more experience than their professional record shows. Sure. Uh, but as far as matchmaking, go, future matchmaking, I don't think it's that difficult. I definitely do not would not push them out too quickly. This is why they have contender series people to bring in. They have Invicta as a pipeline. They have the talent there to draw from that they can call up as opponents for them. So, uh, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, kind of like as you suggested, don't push them up too quickly. Uh, top 15, top 20. They don't they don't need to be up there yet. Um, if they blow out their next opponent then we start talking about that. But let's let's see how they do. But, yeah, uh, definitely some promising signings from uh, UAE Warriors. So. Uh, that's then that's always a promotion to keep an eye on by the way for future uh, ufc talent sure is, you, is uae war is that a fight pass from is that does that air on fight yeah. pass over here yeah yeah so States? that was what uae warriors is what brave should have been brave's whole gimmick was they were going to compete with the ufc and they were going to be like ufc bellator one level and uae warriors was like we're not going to be that we're going to be the feeder system for this region into the ufc which is why a lot of fighters that were on brave are now in uae warriors and uh the last dana white looking for a fight was at uae warriors that's when he had that video with habib because Habib was also there how that was like a joint show right i was like uae warriors and someone else it was like a promotional i can't remember the other promotion was it habib's promotion Oh, it might have been Eagle was. Fighting Champ. Yeah, might have been, yeah, Eagle, EFC yeah, and, and UAE, I, yeah. Wait, shout out to Habib because did you see his media scrum? Because he does a media scrum after like every event because he's basically the Dana White of that promotion. And his his last one, what might have been one of his more recent ones, uh, he started with, he goes, before I ask your questions, I want to know how all of the media's experience was here. 
because oh. when I first signed oh. up, oh. it's like when I first when I first took over, I did not like how the media was treated. Like it's basically a UFC, like the the mic stand with the the mics everywhere. Like it's like a scrum at a, at a fight night card. That's like before the pandemic, where there were no press conferences. Like it was just a scrum, scrum, scrum. So yeah, it looks like UAE Warriors is taking a playbook out of the uh, UFC's uh, media relations uh, book. So yeah, good on him. Absolutely. Yeah, but um, Habib's killing the game. But overall, yeah, both those women, um, yeah, definitely slow roll, slow roll. No, no need, no need. There's, there's so many freaking mm-hmm. fight nights. So there's plenty of I think card space that they don't need to fight anyone near the top fifteen yet. So, but both are. And I think, I I, 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 I think Casey, I think Casey's like a decade younger than Man and Fioro too, right? Isn't Man in like twenty three? No, yeah, Casey's only twenty three, yeah. and I'm not sure how old um, Fioro is. One of them should fight. Uh, who's that Russian? Russian Myra, female fighter, the one that the Rose. one that slashed her face open against Miranda Maverick on Fight Island. Oh, uh, Jojua? Yeah, that's a fight. I think she's probably ranked pretty low. And then, like, J.J. Mm-hmm. Aldridge or, like, pulling on a Botello or something like that, maybe. Yeah, I think that's the range. That range. I was thinking there, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Dude, man, but UFC flyweight, the uh, lady flyweights, man. It's a good division. Yeah, I think – are we over that whole – it's a weak division. It's shallow. I mean, how close are we to saying, yeah – the, the women's the women's flyweight is like the men's heavyweight where all like today we saw the future of the division and then but like for a long time the it was shallow and i still think it's pretty top heavy but the future is bright i kind of have a feeling it's a bit like um the men's flyweight division when demetrius was running things because demetrius was just so ahead of the curve as far as yeah, the other yeah, flyweights yeah. it made the other flyweights look i don't know insignificant and I think Valentina is just so good right now. It's just so far ahead of the curve it's in terms of the other lady flyweights. I feel the general fan consensus is that, well, O'Neal might be good, whatever. She's still going to get whooped up by Valentina, so who cares? And um, I just hope that narrative kind of dissipates. And Yeah. But I think if you want to throw think- in the belt for flyweights too, I mean, you really have something going yeah. there. Cause, and, and, and Mike and I talked about this on the matchmaking show a lot, is some some women came down from 135, some went up from 115. So it's really and, – and, and with the talent yeah. that was already developing there, 125 is, is solid. I think you have like – like uh, who is it? Uh, is it Talia Santos, Macy Barber, mm-hmm. Grosso, Maverick, um, Mazo, and then uh, – the O'Neal and uh, Farrell that we just talked like talked about like yeah flyweight none of them are ranked but they're all gonna be like top seven in like a year or two and I, th- I think they're exciting yeah. fighters too it's not just there's excitement too yeah. it's not just yeah good and fighters. it's interesting because like remember like a, I bet like 12 maybe 18 months ago people were probably saying like oh Antonina Shevchenko Ariana Lipsky like those are the names that you need to look at and then all these other yeah. names just came out of nowhere yeah Cool, cool. All right. Look at uh, Lauren Murphy right now. Good God Almighty! Yeah. What a what a transformation she's made. Murphy versus JoJo, make it happen. Casey, yes. do you see this question from from Kosein Keith about the heavyweights? Is it, grab is grab it, that one for later. Uh, see it right near the bottom. Yeah, it just kind of uh, just came up. Maybe. But if you have a queued up, just grab it after. Uh, <laughs> why is he so small? Matthew uh, Mullen. Is it the first of all? Shout out, shout out Duval. Matthew Mullen. Duval. Okay. Duval. He's a Duval guy. He's a Duval guy. Sorry. Uh, go ahead. Is it the UFC slash Dana's worst nightmare if Derek Lewis gets a title shot and wins? I don't think so no. at all. 
I don't I think, think so that's, at all. I, I mean, everybody likes Derek Lewis. Everybody. Every single person, maybe except for Alistair yeah. Overeem. Everybody else likes Derek Lewis. <laughs> Unless I don't even think I don't even think Alistair Overeem hates him. I just think he was trying to pick a fight against someone that he <laughs> thought he could beat. Yeah, unless Derek Lewis is punching you, no one hates him. <laughs> yeah, he's so likable. He is, and, and he, again, he's more professional than people think. I know people think like, oh, he's he's a wild card. He's actually very smart and kind of calculated with how he portrays himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if if he had to go on like, uh, who, uh, I was going to say like Kelly Ripa. Who's Kelly Ripa's co-host these days? You guys watch a lot of morning uh, daytime television. Ryan Seacrest, right? right? Ryan sure. If he had to go on like Ryan and Kelly or something, he could touch us. He could class it up a little bit while still bringing his own, you know, Black Beast brand of humor. So, yeah, no, he'd be he'd be a great champion. He'd be a, so, such a fun champion. He's also doesn't seem like an expensive fighter. Like he just wants to fight. Like he'll fight yeah. anyone for money. Like remember yeah. we told Derek Daniel Cormier, he's like, I'll punch anyone for money. So yeah, that's a, that, that's what Daniel like. Most, it's difficult right? yeah. to negotiate with Derek Lewis, so oh, I think yeah. he'll be fine. Plus, like. Yeah. He was obviously when the floods hit Houston, he was amazing in that. And then now that Texas is kind of going through another thing, I feel like every few years a natural disaster hits Texas. Like yeah. Derek Lewis is usually right there on the front lines with his giant truck helping people. But now he's in his little Lamborghini. He'll pick up and yeah, no. he'll fix up all the busted <laughs> water pipes and you know, you know, shovel snow and his no, Lamborghini. he's gonna. Here's someone tweeted this. He goes, "What is Derek Lewis gonna do? Is he gonna on a?" Someone needs to build a giant hamster wheel for Derek Lewis to drive really fast and just <laughs> create energy for the state of Texas. <laughs> that is funny. We don't need wind turbines. Tweet. We need Derek Lewis in a, in a hamster wheel. That's how. That's how. That's no, how energy driving works. his Lamborghini. Yeah, his Lamborghini. Oh, I thought that's it was him doing cardio in the, in the hamster wheel. Hey, why not? Wait, Derek did, Lewis just punches something. Did, did, did you guys see that the, the the Derek Lewis Lamborghini little vignette? Did you, did you watch yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> they showed a shot of the Lamborghini doing like a U turn. Why? <laughs> it, was, it was like it was like this little slow U turn. Like, 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 I was like, that turn radius is not that impressive. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm just, I was just like, what are they? I was just. As a production guy, I just I was just looking, going like, "All right, <laughs> it's like, all right." Maybe he's not registered and he can't <laughs> drive it on the street. <laughs> Here's Derek Lewis parallel parking yeah. up the hill. Dude, I would pay a lot uh, of money to love Lewis to see parallel that. park a Lamborghini. <laughs> I would too. Derek Lewis, ninety-nine. Uh, let's see. Yana Kunitskaya showed that you fight until the bell rings. Now she's won four of her last five fights: Holly Holm versus Juliana Pena. Uh, will happen May 8th. How does Yana Kunitskaya, Casey Lydon, fit into the women's bantamweight division going forward? I feel like the UFC has just completely forgotten about the bantamweight division. They just kind of give them fights because they have to. I I don't because like well Holly Holly and um, Pena was, was just booked. I don't like that booking, mm-hmm. but it happened. Um, is Asmanad, is she on her way back soon? She already beat, she already beat Yana. She did? She beat her on that. You were at Knocked the fight. Out. It was in Washington, D.C. <laughs> that was a lifetime ago. That's a lifetime ago now. So many fights. That's though. what Alistair Overeem's <laughs> face got ripped out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, oh, yeah. That's what he remembers. I mean, there you go. That's yeah, how yeah, yeah. Remember, remember, that got, night, remember it was like a, it was a pretty close fight. It was also after Aspen Ladd disputed her loss to GDR. GDR okay. And I was like, she kept shooting down all the questions. Whenever someone would ask her about it, she's like, I already talked about it. I already talked about it. 
And then between round two and three, your coach gave her a pep talk and she just screamed really loud and then ran out and punched her. And that stopped the fight. It was a very bizarre scene. Well, the only fight that kind of makes if, – if the UFC doesn't have something booked for – or doesn't have an idea of who they're going to book Nunes next for at 135, um, I guess Yana GDR? I don't know. Yeah, I don't hate it. It just there – doesn't, there doesn't seem to be anything that kind of jumps off the table and just go, yeah, we got to see this fight. I well, just, who – uh, Marion Renault and Kiesen just got canceled again, right? It's, Mar- it's March 20th now. Got moved? Got moved. Got moved yeah. again. Chiesan got uh, an injury, yeah. They should have just made uh, – whatever. It doesn't matter. Irene <laughs> needs to fight too. Irene's <laughs> four and uh, Yana's probably six now. So that's hey, a good option. Irene makes sense. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I can't believe they didn't book Holly versus GDR the rematch. Girl. Shocked. I know, I, it made too much sense. It made too much sense. I want again because <laughs> why? It made too much sense. <laughs> because yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Why they don't yeah. make fights that make sense or people want? Yeah. It's what happens. Stop asking for fights. It's not. I wrote. Happen. Uh, <laughs> I wrote this whole. I wrote this whole robbery review of their first fight, and I was like, I, I even wrote the beginning of that, like almost like suggesting, like I'm pretty sure that this rematch is going to be booked soon. So what perfect timing for this uh, robbery yeah. review to be written? And uh, I think that was the last straw. I think some some of the UFC saw that and was like, they were, they were thinking about booking that rematch. We're like, no, no, we're not. We're no, definitely no. not doing it now. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> no. It's never gonna happen. If, if anything, like Yana's gonna fight like Julia Vila, which would be a fun fight. So it would just again, like, why? Why? Yeah, yeah. It is tough. It is tough. I will. Uh, it is tough because you know we don't know what's going on with Nunez. I, I keep saying she might retire this year. For all we know, she might decide somehow to defend the featherweight title again. I don't know how. I don't know who, who would be next. But we we just until you know it, a lot. To, this is the problem when you have such not just a two division champion, but one who is so dominant. Man, again, it really is, like you said, the rest of the division is just kind of fighting for script and, and much depends on what she decides to do. So, I don't know, maybe a vacant title. If there's a vacant title, that could work out really well for Yana. She could be one half of that. Maybe. No, she's maybe. on that list. Now. Nah. She's on this list. Well, that's nah. why I think she fit. I mean, Joseph Bozo asked where did she fit in. I think she's on that list. I think if that, I think she, I think if she was made, she's already, she did not, uh, she didn't challenge for the featherweight title. Did when, no, when Cyborg. Yana, yeah, she got yeah. cooked up by Cyborg when Cyborg. Yeah, they replaced okay. Frankie Max, and Max uh, Frankie got deaded by Brian Ortega on that card. Right. So it's not. Thanks for reminding me of that tra- that trauma. Uh, but yeah, so it's not the. I mean, it's not crazy. She is a she is a previous UFC title challenger. If, if you want to get, technical. I think yeah. if 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 Amanda beats Megan, I do, I think that's her last fight at featherweight, and then she takes one more at bantamweight, and that's a wrap. And because if she beats I'm Megan kidding. Anderson, someone I can't remember if you're listening to this, and you and. So this is not my fact. Someone told me this. If, if you're listening to this, remind me because I forgot your name. If Amanda beats Megan Anderson, she's beaten every single featherweight champion from every divi- every major promotion pretty much. Like the Strike Force, Invicta, Bellator, uh, the UFC. And then the only one she hasn't fought is Pam because she's the current Invicta champ. So they just – if she wants top over, but I don't think that's enough. So, yeah, it's every featherweight champion like right now Amanda's already beat. So I think she goes down. So Amanda Nunes is like Pam Swanson. That's why I hear. She even she even beat Julia Bud back in the day, right? She beat more like that was like one of her prequels. Yeah, she beat Bud way back. More like Sean Shelby's more like Sean Shelby's protecting Amanda Nunes. Come on, kids. So I think if Juliana wins, then I think that's the fight to make. Obviously, because Juliana is going to talk all that greasiness. She's already got Amanda's attention, so 
but that's a big if because Holly, for whatever yeah. reason, doesn't make any sense. But whatever. Hey, UFC. Casey, I, oh, sorry. I got to read out this question. Also, go, oh, go ahead. Make your point first. Oh, I'm going to move on. Hey, yeah. UFC, Sean Shelby, whoever. Just finally sign, re-sign Sarah Kaufman at bantamweight. She's the top bant. She's the she's the highest ranked bant unranked yes. uh, unsigned bantamweight in the yes. world. That's not in Bellator, whether it's that bantamweight division, but you know, or UFC. She's, she's still in her prime. Sign her. She's great in interviews. You know she'll pass her USADA test. Come on, do it. I know. I know. Bring that, Sarah that. Kaufman back. I, Bring I, Sarah I, I still Kaufman. don't. I still don't understand that at all. Unbelievable. Casey, uh, so I want to read out this question from Kosain Keith because I think it's a sick question. Is this the best heavyweight has been since the Pride days? Top five is ridiculous, plus Stipe Jones and a mix of vets and young prospects under them. So that's a question from Kosein Keith. I know he's been, I don't know, hopefully he's still watching. Um, is it the best it's been since the Pride days? It's an interesting question. Obviously, I imagine this counts all promotions. I mean, we're not just talking about UFC, so. You know what? I feel like we just had this conversation in like 2015. So is it even better? I mean, is it even better now? I mean, anytime you add John Jones, it's not making it worse. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, if anything, this is the brightest the future has looked. I'll say that. There's a lot of good fights. It's also, if I look at like the yeah. top 20, we're at that stage where you match up like any of these guys in the top 20. Yeah. I, and I consider it to be a compelling fight. Like I'm just looking at this list but right now and I'm like, Man. that's that original strike force Grand Prix freaking ruled like the original yeah, right. lineup. Was that awesome. was so good. But like, I think like 2015, you had Kane for doom, JDS, Stipe hunt. Remember our rattled off like four wins in a row. Ben Rothwell was go, go choking everyone. Overeem was like 10th ranked. Like that was a fun era too like but they were all peaking at that point i feel like that, that was when the heavyweight division was like kind of held up by kane and two other people that's interesting it's a good it's in a good place right now that's for damn sure yeah. it's definitely the, the future has not been this bright in a long time mm, all right yeah, it look, it's great uh do, 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 do. questions guys questions Someone, oh, by the way, someone in the comments uh, was trying to correct us, uh, uh, correct you, I guess, Jose, on the uh, 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 beating all the champions. They said, oh, she never beat Gina. Gina was not the Strike Force featherweight champion. She never won. She she fought Cyborg for the inaugural title. She did not hold the uh, Strike Force. I'm, also, so whoever there was I, trying to, I'm pretty sure uh, what I, I'm pretty sure with the stat was she's been all the current champions. So I'm not yes. saying like past champions, unless she has. There's, <laughs> there's, hasn't, I'm assuming there hasn't been that many women's featherweight champions in MMA history. Yeah, it's a short list. Uh, uh, yeah. Did Gina just give else? an interview? Did I see that? That was weird. Yeah, yeah she I talked mean, to Ben Shapiro. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm sure it was very thrilling. fair and not one-sided. <laughs> thrilling. Thrilling. I believe yeah. our own Damon Martin watched it, and uh, I think there will be a story. God bless you, Damon. God bless, bless you. Yeah. He's a hero. Damon's a hero. Uh, oh, oh, that's kind of uh, legit. That KO is like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Okay. Uh oh, <laughs> it was. I have to say, go Jose. I don't know nothing about the Mortal Kombat lore. I have no emotional connections to the games, to the movies. If there was a TV show, there are trading cards, drag figures. My fandom with like nerd culture kind of ends at video games, not because I disliked them. I just didn't have them growing up. 
I know I ha- I know the names they say in the song, and that's about it, which gets me to the point. It is Techno Syndrome by the Immortals. Mm-hmm. It is not mm-hmm. called Mortal Kombat theme. Give yeah. the Immortals the respect they earned with I the agree. best theme song in the history of video games, okay? They didn't make that epic song just to be called the Mortal Kombat theme. No, it's Techno Syndrome. Shout out to the Immortals. How's the song go? Boom. Uh, okay. I can't make those. I can't make robot noises, Casey. I'm not the guy from Police Academy, so I'm not going to try. Oh, look, it's AK Kanda. It goes. It goes. And again, you guys have to say the names of the guys. Scorpion. Kano. And, and so on and so forth. Yeah, you, there's Luke a few K. things they say. They say test your might a bunch of times in there. Test, yes, and then they and then test there's like lines. there's like four th- lines of just excellent, like over and over and over. Oh, it's, it's amazing. amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Excellent. Someone, someone, uh, what's on YouTube? Mic. Someone, someone cut the new movie trailer. They just put the they they cut in the uh, uh, techno syndrome into the into the trailer to replace the song that's in the new trailer. Is it they not use the better. song? Mm-mm. No, I think I think it's a little bit the at the end. I think there's a slowed down uh, uh, snippet yeah. of it at the end. I think they're trying to distance them, themselves, like saying like we yes, don't want to rely on everything from the past. But someone just someone uh, already has already what? done overdub and put it in there. Yeah, someone's that's already so dumb. That's like when that's they true. did Ghost in a Shell. They used the Ghost in a Shell theme song. Like it's that's right a whole other there debacle. on a silver platter. Just use it. <laughs> that's all for yes, you, AJ. Right. I agree. Thank, oh yes, thank you. I apologize for your ear, your ears, people, but uh, that is how the song goes. You know, I, might, I might have made I might have made a mistake because as soon as I asked you to sing that, like on my screen, all these like thumbs down emojis just like popping up everywhere. Yeah. That's, that's our viewer. <laughs> that's our viewership drop. Like three hundred people just left. <laughs> it's gone. Straight I up. think if we're gonna have to, if we're gonna do a Mortal Kombat theme show, we're gonna need our former <laughs> yeah. colleague Sean Al Shadi on. Sean will know. I assume Sean knows his his way around the Mortal Kombat. Game. Sure, I do. You could ask me, but uh, John Danyan, right. uh, thank you for those. Those are the lyrics to the Mortal Kombat song. So, uh, yeah, do, 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 do. yeah, 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 exactly. Great thing. It's crazy. We never got to see Blades on top of Lewis even once. What are the odds of that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I picked Lewis, but I didn't. I thought at some point he would have to, you know, do the Lewis get up. You know, what was he like? In the first round, Derek, like like Lewis, kind of glanced that uppercut off Blades' jaw like real early, and I obviously that put the fear of God into Curtis Blades. But then he, like Casey said, he was kind of getting the better of the keeping his range. Yeah. And then as soon as he shot in again, he just got he just got sent. He got one way ticket to the shadow realm. So it's like that's what happens. That, when you fight Derek Lewis, that like, you cannot make him like you. Like, Derek Lewis is no. beatable. He's clearly beatable. You just oh, can't yeah. make a mistake. You just can't make a mistake against Derek Lewis, and I, I, I mean, I didn't get your opinion on it, guys. But like, what if 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 Curtis Blades would have stayed on the outside and kind of made it a boring jab fight, maybe kind of fake the takedown just to keep Lewis a K one blades, it? huh? K one blades. Yeah, yeah. Could, could he have jabbed his way to a victory? Like, do you think? Or 100%. I really, I really think Blades could have because jabbed. like, uh, just just like what what um. 
crud what is his name uh dan tom uh our good friend dan tom yeah. on twitter said every time derek because like dan trains too so mm-hmm. like he kind of like Smart he's guy. like yeah. one of the best guys i've ever seen at breaking down fights he said every time derek lewis throws a punch his knees hurt watching it because <laughs> yeah. he throws from like, gotta, the <laughs> canvas and like he's like oh his knees his knees are hanging out by a thread is like and all of a sudden he connects so it's like of course like derek lewis could if you could keep him at a distance maybe Derek lewis's legs will just cave out from underneath him after throwing so many hate over five rounds but yeah he has like for all the time we talk about france and ghana sending people to their doom like Derek lewis is a horrifying individual as well yeah crazy 12 knockouts 12 ufc knockouts ufc hall of famer Derek lewis easily. absolutely easily he's 100 you know, that's wild yeah, that's just like you know we, when guys when you know, men or women make their UFC debuts or whatever. Like, like you know, we saw Casey O'Neill make her UFC debut tonight. You know, who knows what the future is for? But when you, when you remember Derek Lewis's first fight in the UFC, were you thinking this, or were you just like, okay, he's a he's a big heavyweight, he's a big bruiser, or were you thinking like, dude, he's he's Derek Lewis is legitimately one of the best heavyweights of all time. You know, one of the top fifteen heavyweights of all time. I don't know, but I think it's just wild. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, it kind of just blows my mind. I love it. Uh, yeah, I love, it so love it. I love it. Has over has almost two million Instagram followers as well. <laughs> as he should, he should probably have like twenty million Instagram yeah. followers. He is the yeah, best well, follow on. Well, some, of those memes follow. Little, some of those memes were a little too hot. I think one point five to two is a good range because then you start getting into the fake bots range, and then every now and then Instagram will just purge your followers. But that's another story. Yeah, I'm like two million away from that number, so <laughs> I suck at it. I I suck at Instagram. I I, I, I keep saying I'm gonna Instagram try to too, get better at it. People that spend people that spend their lives on Instagram freak me out, man. They're so bizarre to me. <laughs> people who get people who who use Instagram has their sole source of news. That's what scares me. Oh, they freak me out, man. You know what I'm or, talking about? Like, like that's all that they're yeah. They're strictly or, like yeah. Or people that need to like like I love. Adam Scheffner, I love you. I love Adam Scheffner, the reporter. But, like, why do I need Adam Scheffner's two cents on, like, Whitey Ford passing away? You know what I'm talking about, Mike? Like, why? Like, if if, if Ray Bork got broke his – like, if Ray Bork blew his ACL, I don't need to hear Adam Scheffner's take on it. Like, that's my True. two cents on Instagram. It's gone, ESPN has gone weird with their Instagrams. I don't like Where's that. Jaw? Where's Jaw? That's all I have to say about that, Jose. No, I need celebrity. I need unrelated journalists and celebrities to help me make sense of these things. Where is Jaw? Louis Francis too. It's gonna happen at some point, eventually. But I would like to. Someone said they want to see it for the title, and I don't hate it. If they want to, if they want, if one of them gets the belt and then eventually it's for a title, like I wouldn't hate it. If Francis, yeah, Francis beats Stipe, which I predict he will. I mean, yeah, I would, oh, no, no. you know, hey, you know, this could be a reverse Woodley versus Wonder Boy, where the first fight was awesome and the second fight just sucked. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it could be. I mean, because like everyone's like, every, every fight's different. Every fight is different. Everyone, I don't know why people. Or think, it could you know. just, it could just end up being Phil Davis, Ryan Bader, part two. Oh. Which we, we, which we could possibly get for the the finals of the Bellator tournament. MMA is a, <laughs> MMA yeah, is a silly sport. 
Give it to me. I love Definitely. chaos. <laughs> uh, I, I would chaos be surprised world. if it was a boring fight again. I do think a lot of the stuff that Francis said is sort of about like his whatever he whatever he had lost or whatever you know made him lose focus during that time. I believe it. I know it's excuses. I know it's excuses. Everyone's going to say after performance, "Oh, this that wasn't me. That wasn't me." I, I, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt. I think a second fight would be would be more exciting. But both guys are. I mean, very would have to be very respectful of each other's power, right? I I think Francis would throw a lot of kicks in a rematch with Derek Lewis because I was talking to his who's his coach who's his coach right now at uh at the time I don't know whose coach it was uh Francis? when he fought Jarzinho yeah who's oh, his coach now? when he fought wait who when he fought Jarzinho uh he, he's not who's it is he at Syndicate or Extreme no he or? was only Syndicate for a little bit he was at Syndicate for the really bad fight um I don't know I can't right. remember actually I don't know I who's the not. Extreme coach the big guy Eric Nixick I think yeah. it might have been him I'm not 100% yeah um, he was showing his video of like him warming Francis up in the back. He goes, this is what we were drilling before the fight. And it was like crazy fast combinations. And it was just a question mark kick. I'm just like, imagine if you landed that. And then what we got was him just doing this for 30 seconds until he knocked him out. So it's like, and he's like, what am I, what am I going to tell him? It works. Yeah. Well, like, if he fights Derek Lewis, if he's like, all right, like we drilled it, but like F it, just, if you're going to kill a human being, just go do it. So. I think if he fights Derek Lewis, it's gonna it's gonna be pretty kick heavy. Yeah, I I also think uh, Lu- I also think Lewis and Nagano are much everything's different, but much like Justin Gaethje, when Justin Gaethje kind of got those losses in the UFC, he's the same guy. He's just a better version. He actually learned from his losses, and I think Nagano learned from his loss from Cipe. He learned from this his inactiveness when he fought uh, Derek Lewis, mm-hmm. and I think Lewis has actually learned more too of his surgery and just take I think just taking yeah. his his uh, his uh, his health and his actual conditioning more seriously. So um, I do think these I do actually think they're better fighters if they face each other again within the next couple of years. So Poirier's um, yeah. is on hey, that list. Poirier too. too. That guys who you yeah. thought they could have been done, but nope, they're back. Gilbert and, Burns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Gilbert Burns. Yeah, guys that come. I put a lot of stock in the guys' careers after epic losses. Like it's cool to be twenty and zero, but like you get crushed in Madison Square Garden, like Eddie, and then you just get right back in there and get a fight yeah. of the year against Justin Gaethje. Like, how can you not hate? How can you hate on that? And not even necessarily losses, Which, like questionable performances. Look at look at Izzy, look at Izzy, and then the Costa yeah. fight. Costa fight was was awesome. I mean, a totally different kind of opponent, but yeah. I mean, which also know. let's not for because I keep seeing like Eddie Alvarez. You know, people he beat Justin Gaethje after the first Poirier fight. Like people think he just fought to a draw and lost. Like there was that epic Justin Gaethje fight sandwiched between those. That All was right. a crazy ass fight too. Uh, Casey, I got a guy, Jack O'Hara, ask. I like this question. Oh, oh, they, oh, you read? Look at this. The truck is, guys. This is why Casey makes. This is why the truck. He's. This is why he's in the truck and makes the big bucks. Sorry, I want yeah, Jack O'Hara. Who gets higher rank come Tuesday? I love this because we were talking about this on on the Q and A and. Uh, 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 Aspinall or Dacus? I don't know. You guys can go first. Now. It's got to be Dacus, I think right? it's easy. Yeah, it's e- easy, Dacus. Okay. okay. I, 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 you Aspinall. I think yeah. Dacus will be ranked know. higher, but I'm actually higher in Aspinall. I think I think I think Aspinall. I think Aspinall yeah. has uh, yeah. his potential is better. But rank, what are our rankings? But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> both both those both those gentlemen are good. They're both good fighters. Well, they, now the, here's what same along those lines. Thank you for the question, Jack. Will they both be ranked? Well, look, I'll bring I'll bring up yes. official rankings right now. Doc is, I'll bring up. Doc is absolutely. Uh, Doc is has to be, because uh, mm-hmm. he just be top than a ten guy. 
in Astros. Here's what they'll knock off, though. And this is probably – well, I hope they bump this guy up. And Tabura. Tabura went 4-0 in 2020, and he's 15th. That doesn't seem fair. Poor Tabura. He didn't I get feel like we knocked him off. Shouldn't he be higher? Yeah, shouldn't he be higher? He shouldn't get knocked off the list. That's weird. Um, I feel like Pavlovich will get none knocked of the, none off. Of the, none of the people Tabura fought were ranks, though. This they is true. 4-0 against Correct. four unranked fighters. Yeah. Correct. And one of them was so Greg Hardy. <laughs> So he's going to lose his spot. You know what? He's going to beat Blago Ivanov and get that spot right back. But uh, yeah, it looks like Pavlovich and Tabura might lose their spots to, to Aspinall and uh, Dukas. I think I think Tabura will stay because, again, rankings huh. are a lot of rankings are used for marketing purposes. So I feel like they would, you know, like when a fighter has a fight coming up, all of a sudden he's out of no, like Hamza, who's just all of a sudden 15 uh, because he got a fight scheduled. So it's going to be like that. Tabura's going to keep his spot just because he has a fight booked. Pavlovich doesn't, like, so he'll probably lose his spot. What about Ivanov? Do you think Ivanov loses his spot? Probably not. I think if no. I think Docus will be I think Docus will be fifteen. Alexi Olenek okay. will probably fall out. Oh, just lose yeah. his spot entirely. Docus will go. Yeah, to I don't think there's any problem with that because I don't think Olenek. I'm just looking at the guys behind Olenek. He lost. To, I don't think he's. Yeah, yeah. I think that would make sense. That'd be fair. Sorry, Alexi. Ouch. Harsh. Harsh. <laughs> Actually, I actually no, don't like this. No, 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 I don't either. <laughs> no, I don't either. We just we talked like, about, we'll talk about how big the head. We, 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 I, I sometimes I really like prospect fights, but not when the division is as shallow as this. And they're yeah. both Liam. I'm not against it. Correct. I'm not against it, Liam. I'm not against it. Unless there's just pure hatred, then which obviously <laughs> both of these men are so nice. I don't <laughs> think it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't. Know. I, I have a selection. I'm, I'm I'm not happy about it, but I have a I have a pick for docket for both these guys. The docket's pick I'm not happy with, but I have to go with it. Is Romanov is he booked for a fight at all? Who? Nope. Romanov. Man, I yeah. I, I want to that. I want to know how good he is too. I'm excited. I'm excited about these new these new fresh heavyweights. I I, I gotta say I wasn't super high on. Uh, oh God, I get I got the caucus in my head and I can't get it out. <laughs> Just let it go. I got dogs. Just keep saying it. Keep <laughs> yeah. saying it, and eventually you'll you'll go back the other way. Like you'll say it so much that you won't yeah. be able to. Yeah. Um, Doc has actually just surprised me. I wasn't high on him when I first saw him. I thought, okay, you know, regional heavyweight, you know, but he looked great tonight. He, he does have sharp punch, sharp um, sharp boxing, and fight smart. He stayed in control. Um, yeah, good fighter. Um, and um, maybe Mike, you know more. Is he is he training more? I know I know he's a police officer, right? Is he is is, yeah, is, I mean, like, is is he still doing both full time? I mean, is he still a cop full time? I'm not sure. No, he's full time yeah. cop, man. Wow. Oh. Yeah. I, 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 he's I, lost. Know, I wonder if that holds him back or if he's is he going to dedicate? I don't know. I'm just wondering. If he he if I mean, you watch his uh, in in person media day, not his virtual one, it's mm-hmm. uh, he's talking about like times he's been shot at like on the job, like and this isn't like oh ten years ago I was shot at. This is like oh the other the other day. Oh, <laughs> Christ, man. <laughs> he's lost like a ton of weight too like he he just looks yeah. he did look better he, definitely yeah uh, he looked better yeah, right he's lost like 20 he's like he's lost like 20 pounds like he's he looks like he's taking it very seriously okay yeah. yeah can he not make 205 i brought this up before mike and i think he said it's probably not it might not be can, can he not make 205 i don't think he needs to doesn't need to right now yeah. that's for damn sure no dude it's, keep doing your thing man speed kills speed kills if he, if he has good hands and he can stop a takedown yeah man stay 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 like uh like stay unless, you, unless you run in unless you run into Derek lewis's fist well <laughs> well then then you go then you go to light heavyweight yeah 
you're, you're making me think. Uh, in case you're making me think about Justin, Justin Ledet should have just stayed at heavyweight. Right? Shouldn't shouldn't have gone down. <laughs> Who knows? Right? Maybe yeah, should have stayed there. Story. That was oh, weird. Cool. Uh, oh yeah, we got. Oh, I didn't even think about this. What's is, does he have a fight book, Mister Chavasa? Uh, I think he. I want to say he does. Here's the thing. He's fighting Dante. He's fighting Dante Mays. If I don't like this fight, if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna do Tui Vasa, and this is in a hypothetical world where Tui Vasa doesn't have a fight coming up, Tui Vasa lost like what four in a row, something like that at one point, three in a row, and one of them he got stopped by Spivak. So if you're gonna do a, any unranked fighter versus Dawkins, it should probably be Spivak, only because they were on the same card. We all said and we all agreed his resume in the UFC is so much more difficult than Dawkins and Aspinall. So if you're going to do a Dawkins versus any unranked heavyweight, I would like Spivak. Yeah. Not Ty. Ty is a much more Ty. I would like Ty just for the interviews and like <laughs> the tomfoolery that comes with a Ty Tuivasa fight week, but not for the rankings. Like I think that's like you're just that's a disservice to Spivak and and what he did in their fight. Agreed. But I'm just, I'm, talking I'm, about I'm talking about fighters, life. talk about um, fighters that have reinvented themselves. Like Ty at AKA is a completely different human being. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to Ty moving forward. Like Ty's performance, and he's she's training a lot in Dubai. Uh, so with uh, that whole squad over there, like the uh, Meniers and uh, Dan Hooker was there for a bit. So yeah, that'll be Ty's going to be fun to watch. I'm glad uh, Doc. Is, I'm glad there's a lot of Doc's questions. Doc is getting a lot of love. He looked great tonight. He looked uh, again. I I actually picked Olenek. I thought I thought Olenek, uh, I was completely discounting uh, Doc's own you know Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu background, strong grappler. Uh, not that it came down to that, but I mean, I feel like if it had gone there, that would have been still have been a competitive fight. So yeah, I mean, I was really impressed, and I'm uh, clearly he's got a lot of people's attention. So good for him. My thing of Olenek, I was and I, I picked Olenek to win tonight, but I but in my mind, I was like, at some point, Olenek will be old. And I don't know if that I don't know if if Olenek was just old tonight, and that's just that's it as far as a no a top tier being Olenek being a top tier heavyweight. But yeah, Olenek just um, as much as as much credit I want to give to uh, Dawkins. Dawkins. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel Olenek looked. He actually looked. Think of he looked think his, of age the tonight. Phrase, he his age. Think of the phrase "dog kiss." Dog kiss. <laughs> <laughs> dog, dog kiss. <laughs> okay, dog, dog kiss. kiss. Dog kiss. All right, cool. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jose. Ain't nothing but a thing. Um, Pronunciation guide. Dog. Dog kiss. <laughs> um, just I want to put this up. Um, we talked about it briefly before, but uh, this um, commenter really wants us to talk about it, so let's just put it out there. <laughs> yeah. Can you please talk about yeah, how terrible Chris Dione is? He won yes. Haas 12 times to get his figures out of the fence. Absolutely should have taken a point. Chris Chris Tyone, another awful night. I mean, my God, terrible, terrible night. It started it started uh, the very first fight of the night with Sergey Spivak. And it was funny. Someone put out someone put out a tweet like with the, the bout order and who was refing them. And then they put out like the betting odds of like the over-unders of the fight. And Chris Tyone, because he allowed Sergey Spivak to just pounce on Jared Vandera for so long, it cost betters of the under, like the winning bet, because he didn't stop the oh. fight when he should have. Which is bananas. That's a horrible. He's horrible. a bad conspiracy. He's a conspiracy. bad referee. He's real bad. Chris yeah, Mark Manigret. Chris. Yeah. Take Chris Tanyoni's the the guy in the Herman Rodriguez fight, right? He's same ref. 
Herman Robert. Oh, uh, yeah, I think crap. so. That 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 just that, that. trash. Stop, like yeah, the one it's like the wor- one of the worst referee decisions we've ever yeah. seen. Is yeah, that, yeah. He's the same ref, right? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna say yes. I look this up that before we slander can, him. That but... dude can. That dude can get a bag of granola and take a hike and not not ref another fight. <laughs> he was also I like the. Um, sure. Thank you. If I, what was that? Granola. Trevin Jones. What was that fight? Like Trevin Jones and. Um, Trevin Giles? Uh, uh, no, no, it was Trevin, Trevin Jones. Jones and um, Christ. What's this guy's name? Uh, he was really, high, really highly hyped up coming in, and uh, it was kind of a nice moment for Jones because he got like a comeback win, but it was like totally screwed. <laughs> Again, kind of like the Ed Mike Rodriguez and Herman thing, where it's like it should never have come down to this comeback. Like he made it a real, he made it a really exciting fight. Like put it that way, uh, Chris Tyrone made it a really exciting fight. But I remember uh, that, that, that fight was. Oh, Timor, Timor. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Trevin Jones, and that fight was that fight was overturned now uh, for other reasons, but uh, yeah, it was uh, that was a total mess. That was that was uh, officiated, and I mean, he, that was two. I don't know if that's the same night as Ed Herman, Mike Rodriguez, but uh, uh, yes. Uh, by the way, uh, yes, Tyone did do the Ed Herman, Mike Rodriguez fight. So I don't I, know if that was that same night, but there was a stretch of of Apex cards where Tyone's name just kept popping up, and not for good reasons. So. Uh, yes, we're happy to uh, criticize Chris Tyone on this show. <laughs> he also he also right. ref the he also refed the Hannah Cyphers Mallory Martin fight where Hannah Cyphers uh, had Mallory Martin like badly badly hurt. Everyone expected the fight to be stopped. He oh didn't stop gosh. it, and then Mallory Martin came back and, and got the finish in the next round or in the third round. And Tyone was like praised for that performance. It's amazing what like Chris Tyone from a week to week basis looks like. It's wild absolutely insane he's he sucks he sucks <laughs> i i had a, There's I, no recording yeah, I, had a, I had a friend over here watching some of the early fights and she was asking like the, the first fight with chris Aoni, the sergey fight is like why is this fight still going and i was like i was just like i don't know <laughs> i don't, I don't know what to say i don't know because then the other fights would stop real quick i was like i don't i don't know so i just that's how the sport is i don't know we just Sometimes we let sometimes we let him die. Sometimes you know, go, ah, I know that's it. I'm done. Let's go to the next fight. It's weird. <laughs> um, that was a bad one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, anything else? I think we're do good. better, Chris Tyone. Do better, Chris Tyone. Do better, Chris Tyone. And Herb Dean, Herb Dean, yeah. do better, please. And just, I mean, this guy's. This is a. This has just been a mess. Uh, some of these, some of these stoppages recently. Mark is, Smith is now the gold standard. Is, is this true? Or is this was someone, someone pulling my chain? Blue corner clean sweep tonight. No, no. one else is talking about this. I can't be right. I would, have, I would have no. I would have no way of verifying this right now. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, no, I have no way of verifying this. No, but, oh, Derek, let's see. No, Phil Haas was. He wasn't blue corner, or was he? No, he wasn't. Huh. This might be fake news. Yeah, I think it's fake this news. Might be fake news. You. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You don't. I, I feel like I would have. We we would have seen that. All right. All right. Uh, I think it's time for the music. All right. Well, I want to. We're, we're back next week. Do you have something else? Okay. Right. Fun, fun card next week, by the way. Um, UFC Vegas 20, headlined by Jarzine Rosenstrike versus Cyril Gan. Co main event Nikita Krylov versus Magomed Ankalaev. That is a banger. We got Montana De La Rosa versus Myra Bueno Silva, Pedro Munoz, Jimmy Rivera, Angela Hill versus Ashley Yoder, the rematch. And by the way, both of those ladies found out about that fight this morning and both said yes. Gangsters. Both of those ladies. Uh, Alex Caceres, uh, Kevin Kroom. 
Got it, okay? Uh, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, go ahead, finish. I'll, I'll have a, I'll have a, I'll have a closing line for us, Mike. Go ahead. Yes, Alex Hernandez versus Tiago Moises on this card. Randy Brown, Alex Oliveira, Alexis Davis, Sabina Mazzo, Alonzo Metafield versus William Knight, Ione Barcelos versus Marcelo Rojo, Rojo, Ronnie Lawrence versus Vince Gutierrez, Dustin Jacoby back as well. He takes on Maxim Grishin, so that should be a fun card. Uh, a lot of finishes I see coming up next week and some good fights. AK, send us on out of here with the with with the pooch waving us off. Oh, I don't want just a pooch wave. I need to see a dog kiss. I think oh. we talked so much about dog kiss. Can we see a, can we see a Chris dog kiss here? Or or Kyle, or Kyle dog kiss. Or Kyle dog kiss. Whatever your style of dog kiss is. There we go. <laughs> Kyle dog kiss, Chris dog kiss, whichever it is. Uh, there we go. All right. Lovely. There you go. There's the music once again. Well, thank you for watching, everybody. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the card. It was fun. Lots of great stuff coming up this week on MMA Fighting. What the heck is a good lineup? Even after what the heck, we got a, a big guest lined up. So stay tuned for that. Subscribe to the page if you haven't done so already. For AK, Jose, for EKC Dukakis, I am Mike Heck. Good night, everybody. Happy birthday, AK. listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.